I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters topic of the week is House Identity Gryffindor. Hello listeners, I'm Rhea. And I'm Belle. And I'm Jem, and this is my Gryffindor friend Belle, who's going to be our guest on the show today to talk about Gryffindor identity, because neither Rhea nor I are Gryffindors. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How you feeling? Happy to be on the show? Or nervous or other emotions? Yeah, I'm really nervous. <laughs> I, I know the kind of reputation that Gryffindor has. Nah. <laughs> oh, there's no no Gryffindor bashing on here. We, we, we love you and we love Gryffindors for the most part. So, yeah, no, jokes. It's, it's, it's cool to be to be here and spreading my knowledge. <laughs> yeah. First hand. We're so happy to have you on here because you're one of our only fans. <laughs> I think we've got, we got five fans, all of them family and friends. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Yep. And I'm number one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so something that I realized maybe 40 seconds before we started recording this podcast is that, Jim, your friend group consists of you, a Slytherin, your boyfriend, a Ravenclaw, and your two closest friends, a Hufflepuff and a Gryffindor. Yes. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> I mean, I think it's just fate. We're just perfect. <laughs> We're the perfect friend group. Yeah, no, we brought that up last night as well. Mm, like, yeah. Yep. Mm. Sometimes a family is four people, <laughs> each from a different Gryffindor house. Because <laughs> we were making jokes about how we're the nuclear family, because <laughs> we're sitting around eating ice cream together. <laughs> Sometimes a family is four people who aren't related by blood at all. <laughs> Maybe you literally are the founders reincarnated. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I love that because that means that I eventually become a man somehow. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. <laughs> Actually, no, wait. Everyone's gender swapped except for Sarah. <laughs> Sarah's just, she can be both. We should have asked, is there anything you want to plug? Because Sarah plugged in her episode, she plugged Tessa Thompson, dogs. Um, <laughs> I think she plugged Josh's podcast. <laughs> oh, no, I'd like, I'd like to do yeah. that too. <laughs> Those three things. <laughs> Those three things. Josh is getting just Josh. Yeah. Woo, Josh. Oh, also yeah. dogs. Yeah. Josh is good. He won. He won an award <laughs> recently, so everyone congratulate him. Yeah. Good boy. Congratulations. <laughs> that sounded really unenthusiastic, but that's because I've already congratulated him. <laughs> Not in the podcast. Speaking of congratulations, let's talk about Gryffindor House because they are the constant winners throughout the books. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's something to win. Never to a Gryffindor. <laughs> It's basically the whole book and movies. That's the house motto. Like, it's like, beyond measures, man's greatest treasure is, like, Ravenclaw. And then if there's something to win, give it to Gryffindor. <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> they wanted it the most. <laughs> That's true. Oh, should we do the vine thing where it's like, yeah, what are Gryffindor vines? This is something that oh. we're trying out. 
when I think of a Gryffindor vine, I think of, it's hard to put it into words because it's very action-based. Um, it's one where there's a guy in the corner of a room holding a flamethrower or some kind of deodorant can with a lighter and it's like I don't know what you you better stop and they're just screaming and he's like got this fire bitch stop that's great anything chaotic yeah anything chaotic action based there's one with like a guy driving a truck into the air and it just goes and you hear it crash (laughs) oh that one yeah when he does that jump behind the house yeah there's lots of good ones do you think maybe oh not off the top of my head i keep thinking about that one where they're going down the stairs on the railing and then they're just sitting there and the girl just falls backwards (laughs) taylor don't fall or whatever it is it's just (laughs) i don't know yeah that's the one that just comes to mind Kevin, watch the light, dude. Reckless things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kevin, watch the light. And he just smashes it. That's good. I had a couple of classic ones. I had, this bitch empty. Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> the energy. I like how influential that was. And I am the sand guardian, guardian of the sand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the sun quivers before him. Yeah. <laughs> But my main pick was one that, like, I don't think it's as popular, but what there's, like, this just this angry guy, and he's like, what the fuck, Kyle? Step the fuck up. No, what did you say, dude? Step Back the up. fuck up, Kyle. Yeah. Ah, uh, the weed for the beanie? Is that yeah, true? yeah. yeah. Uh, what he's... the fuck, Richard? <laughs> when he throws the frisbee. <laughs> Into the highway, yeah. Lots of anger and action <laughs> <Yeah>. in Gryffindor <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Do we want to pick a definitive one? Because we kind of picked one for all the other houses. Oh man, it's hard. Uh, I really like yeet. Yeet is good. It was highly influential on the culture as well, because now yeet is a word. Uh-huh. <laughs> Has past tense yote. I love it. <laughs> yeeten. <laughs> yeeten. <laughs> I've never heard yeeten before. I like that. I know. And so it would be yeeten. <laughs> so much is yeeten. <laughs> so much is yeeten to come. <laughs> Okay, it's decided. So that's all the four houses. Ravenclaw is, is there anything better than Pussy? Yes, a really good book. Gryffindor is yeet. <laughs> what was Slytherin again? Slytherin is, I won't hesitate, bitch. That's right. <laughs> Hufflepuff is, um, look at all of those chickens, oh. right? <laughs> I thought Hufflepuff was, I don't have enough money for chicken nuggets. <laughs> that one is good. Or too. what about, wow, that hurt like a... Oh, that is like a butt cheek on a stick. Mother trucker, dude. I can never pick one thing. The vine's great. Vine is so good. I'm probably going to make a compilation after this. Anyway. <laughs> yes. So after the last episode, Jem sent me, I want to say, about 8,000 links to various vines. It's a very Jem thing to do. Yeah. All individuals, too, so it's like harder to watch. <laughs> so you just got to click on each one. <laughs> Yeah. Each one's the journey. I literally just, I didn't even open the messenger app. I just texted you, what are you doing? <laughs> and I didn't even look at any of them. <laughs> I had to store them somewhere. <laughs> okay, let's get into the Gryffindor trait. Yeah, let's get into the trait. I wrote down, like, the most dominant ones and then the least dominant ones, lesser dominant ones that I found as well. More submissive ones. More submissive ones. <laughs> Um, what about the switch traits? <laughs> You're right. Um, we're funny. Anyway, uh, <laughs> dominant house traits. <laughs> uh, courage, 
bravery, determination, daring, nerve, chivalry, and reckless. These kind of seem like two concepts, but mm. sort of in different yeah. words. <laughs> but I like them. They've got big dick energy, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> like all of the Gryffindor traits are just fight me. Right, fight yeah, me. Yeah, or like protagonist. Yeah, very much. Like <laughs> protagonist and fight are the two sort of energies. Yeah. And then for lesser traits, lesser traits, less dominant traits, I had like athleticism, question mark, because that came up a lot. Short-tempered, heroic, self-righteous, arrogant, adventurous, loyal, well-rounded, stubborn, emotional, proud, and competitive. That's a more well-rounded bunch of traits. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Less one category. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. I think out of all the houses, Gryffindor had the least amount of, like, dominant house traits that I could find in, like, a lot of the wikis and Pottermore stuff. Mm -hmm. Sort of mainly had, like, two things, like, which is courage and nerve and stuff like that, or determination. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, getting getting these traits, that'll just get it over the line. There we go. Protagonist. <laughs> but the house that has the most amount of main characters in it has, like, the least I amount know, of, yeah. like, attention to detail in terms of the traits. I think there's reasons for that. Oh, what, what are the reasons? Tell us the source. Well, <laughs> the source is just my own personal thoughts. We've kind of talked about it before, that because Slytherin House is, like... I feel like it's less rounded than the other houses. It's more like this yeah. is the house mm-hmm. where all the heroes are. It's the hero of the story house. And so a lot of Wait, the- you talking about Gryffindor or Slytherin? Gryffindor. Did I say Slytherin? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was a Freudian slip because I always want to talk about Slytherin. Gryffindor <laughs> <laughs> house is the hero house. A lot of the Gryffindor characters are in Gryffindor just because they're heroes and really their personality traits are more inclined towards another house. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, so them not giving too many traits means they can just, anyone can just plop into Gryffindor if they're (laughs) a hero. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who chooses to be brave, even if it's like just once that the books, they can sort of be plopped into Gryffindor house, Mm. which I think isn't really Mm -hmm. fair because I think bravery is more than just making one choice every now and then. I think it's kind of like a person, it is a personality trait, someone who's brave. More consistent. Yeah. One choice here and there. Not to say that bravery is just one thing and represents it in one way, because obviously not. Yeah. Bravery, like I said before, doesn't have to be loud. Mm. But yeah, I definitely think it's just not just like random acts of bravery. It has to be consistent. Yeah. yeah. Anyone can do a brave thing. Like Slughorn does a brave thing at the end of the seventh book when he comes back and rejoins the Battle of Hogwarts. But I wouldn't describe Slughorn as a brave character. No. <laughs> He's just a fucking <laughs> neutral coward. <laughs> <laughs> Let me collect you. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) But it leads to the theory that we've kind of talked about before and Jem has outright dismissed that every character who's in Gryffindor house has to consciously choose to go into the house. What do you think about that, Belle? Hmm. I have thought of it as well. Like what makes you end up going into Gryffindor? Because there's there's plenty of people who could be brave because of the various brave actions they've done. But... Mm -hmm. Maybe the strongest act of bravery is the deciding to go into Gryffindor, but mm. I don't, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I can see it as like a contributing factor. Like if someone walks up to the hat and is like, "I want to be in Gryffindor," like yeah. that's where I want to be, then that would be a contributing factor, obviously. Yeah, because then they're choosing to be brave and they're choosing to like put themselves out there. But I still see people that are like, "Oh, mm. I." I don't know where I want to be. Just put me in Hufflepuff, yeah. like Neville. They might be too afraid to actually think that they belong in Gryffindor. Mm. They're like, oh no, 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 yeah. no. But really, yeah. they pass these deep down. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's like they had a say in Princess Diaries. <laughs> Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the acknowledgement that something more important. Well, yeah. More wise All words right. from <laughs> Princess Diaries. <laughs> Fucking love Princess Diaries. <laughs> um, <laughs> so th- those are my thoughts. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to say about the house traits? Do you have anything written down? <clears throat> I basically had what you had. I think the only one that didn't go there was bald. Bold. bold. Not bald. <laughs> They're all bold. bald. <laughs> um, and then you've got comments made by other characters throughout it towards yeah. Gryffindor. Gryffindor. So like things like arrogant. Yeah, arrogant. Yeah. Reckless, I think, mm. is another one. Yeah. Pointless heroics and no regard for rules. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's some other negative right i mean i included house traits that were that were said by people that don't belong to the house because i still think that's valid because mm. like if enough people are saying it then it's probably true yeah <laughs> to yeah. some extent <laughs> sometimes stereotypes are based in truth <laughs> despite how determined we are to say that slytherin's like a trait of slytherin house isn't evil despite the fact that everyone in the book says that <laughs> <laughs> nah, rumors are true when they're about people other than us <laughs> well i mean people like yeah slytherin characters do say oh you know all gryffindors are reckless and yeah that's a stereotype but then when you look at harry ron Hermione, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some recklessness in that, and there's definitely a disregard for rules like we see them break the rules so many times because they Every believe year. that what they're doing is more important or more valid and yeah yeah, yeah. but usually they're grounded in some pretty I mean, strong they're not wrong like, yeah. <laughs> they're doing the right thing they're doing it in risky ways yeah it's, they might not be yeah, the right thing by the rules, but it's the right thing by what they believe. In. Laws aren't always right. <laughs> is the moral here? And the other thing is, like, they're just children, and that attitude is constantly reinforced by all of the influential adults in their lives, and they're like, "Honestly, <laughs> yeah, you did the wrong thing, but have a big prize because it was kind of the right thing, despite what we said." You did the wrong thing, but it was kind of hella cool. You're now seeker of the Gryffindor Quidditch team. <laughs> you broke all the rules. Basically, what that because he was dope on a broom. Oh, another thing comes to mind um, in Chamber of Secrets when Ron and uh, Fred and George take the, the car to go rescue Harry. Yeah. Yeah. And they get back, and Molly's mad, but then, nah, it's all right. <laughs> Harry's here. It's just the right thing. Here's a big breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> In the books, Molly made them do chores or something like that. But oh, Ar- maybe Ar- a bit more harsh, yeah. yeah. Arthur was just like, how'd it go? Yeah. <laughs> that was very bad, boys. Very bad indeed. I love that interaction. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Arthur's so great. Like, as a father, his first reaction was not, you stole the car and, like, kidnapped a child. But it was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a sick adventure. How did it go? Sounds <laughs> <That's> fun. <laughs> Secretly, yeah. a bit sad he wasn't there. Fuck yeah, stick it to the old people. <laughs> Arthur's great. It's he's Love so it. lucky he has Molly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine him trying to raise all the Weasleys without her. Oh my! God. Oh goodness! He just let them do everything. <laughs> You're like, well, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Fred and George would be the alphas of the house. <laughs> Percy's just in his corner, losing his mind. <laughs> Ripping out his hair. <laughs> Man. Should we talk about some house symbolism of Gryffindor? Yes. We've got some dope house symbolism. It's There's really a lot cool. There. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got over it. I get excited about symbolism. <laughs> so 
first uh, one. Yep, that first, yep, first one. What comes to mind straight up? Majesty. <laughs> Lions, yes. Lions are majestic, they're strong, they have courage, they are a symbol of justice. They're associated with the military and might, they're kingly and protective. They also represent diverse, they have a lot of diverse symbolism, like in Christianity they represent the power of Christ and the more of Satan, because of like the lions in the Colosseum or something like that, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I love that lion is big mouth Lucifer, that's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I like that like there's kind of that link there with Slytherin House, where it's like good and evil, mm. both in one animal, mm. which is cool. Yeah. In Greek myth, lions are associated with Hercules wrestling the supernatural lion. In this tale, lion represents death and a hellish beast of the underworld. They are presider over floods and fertility as well. They represent latent passions, the opposite of the eagle, which I put in there mm. because I'm like, oh, it's the opposite of Ravenclaw, yeah, kind of? Yeah. Or I don't know. Kinda, yeah. I guess they're the opposite of the evil because lions are seen as like the king of the jungle, so they're like the king of the land, and the eagle seen as like the king of the skies, maybe? So I, don't know. I just think that... Reckless bravery is the exact opposite of wisdom. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lions represent ferocity, they're fiery, they're powerful. They represent passion and leadership and self-confidence. That seems pretty self-explanatory to me. Lions are really cool. King of, king of the beasts. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I always find funny because we think of lions, but lionesses are really the more ferocious ones mm. in the pack. Like the lions, mm. they'll fight for dominance, but then they'll yeah. do nothing much else. Lionesses do all the work and are the glue of the pack and really vicious. <laughs> the hunting. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about lions? I like their big hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got lots of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I like how... When I think of lions in popular culture, I think of either Aslan and Narnia, who's like Jesus Lion, or I think of uh, Mufasa and like Simba and stuff from Lion mm. King, where it's all very kingly and regal yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Aslan's got that wiseness. Yeah, that wisdom. wisdom. <laughs> that wiseness, wisdom. Wisdomness. <laughs> um, there was something I found about the symbolism of lions, them being they're liminal animals, so they're Ooh. crepuscular, which means they're active in dusk and dawn. So this adds to their magical and mis mm. mystic nature, and they represent pure potential. Ooh. So Ooh. I thought that was an interesting take on lions that I hadn't heard before. But pure potential. That is true. They, they only come out with times in the in-between. That's true. Yeah, I like that. So, it's like the, that's yeah, fantastic. the in-between that light and dark. And I like the phrase pure potential because it makes me think of like a sports coach talking to a lion. It's like, you got a kid. You got that pure potential. <laughs> pure potential. I am quite a fan of pure potential. I knew you would be. It's potential is like the precursor to adventure. Oh. It's, <laughs> can't have adventure without potential. And you love the word pure. You use it in all your essays. Oh, pure. <laughs> I love the idea of a liminal animal. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's not set in stone. It can either be the great mother and protector of the lioness or big, big Satan lion, sort Satan more. Yeah, that one. <laughs> big boy. Big mouth Lucifer. Yeah, chuggus, that one. Chuggus, chuggus, chuggus. And they've got strong ties with heraldry. Yeah, like on a lot of English stuff. Yeah, yeah like so obviously kings. the British line of colonialism. Yuck. But um, <laughs> lion beat the unicorn. Kings always like love putting a lion in there. Crest. Yeah, I guess like it's Gryffindor. a pretty it's a pretty cool animal to have mm. on a crest. Like it's that bitch. Like it's the biggest animal. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like obviously, it's not the most ferocious animal. That'd be a shark. But if you have a shark <laughs> on your banner, it's kind of like what crocodile, <laughs> Cro crocky boys, a stegosaurus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Straight in for the dinosaurs. <laughs> 
you brought up Crocs. <laughs> oh my god. I love the idea of like like proper heraldry but with just a big T-Rex on it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think anyone would have known what they were either back then. So like ahead of their time, truly. <laughs> like, what is that animal? <laughs> what the fuck, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about red? Yeah. Yeah. Red. Scarlet. Scarlet or maroon. Maroon's more brown. And, oh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, red, it represents extremes. It is the color of sex and passionate love. Seduction, violence, anger, danger, adventure. I feel like I'm doing a movie trailer. You're my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Your middle name is long. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of them. <laughs> it's fire and blood. It's energy. It's primal life forces. It's associated with superhuman heroism by the ancient Greeks. It's associated with luck in Asian, Chinese, Japanese, and Indian cultures as well. That's why married women tend to wear red on their mm. wedding day. Mm. It's a very popular color linguistically. And so, like, I think it's, like, one of the most popular colors in terms of favorite colors around the world. It's, like, red and blue and green are the three mm. tops. And I think red is, is the most popular favorite color. Wow. That's cool. And in flags, like, flags of the world, it oh, is in yeah. 77% of flags. It's in all the flags. Yeah, it's in yeah. all the flags. <laughs> it's also in a lot of communist flags. <laughs> Communism color. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, that unites. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to sound insane, but sorry, genuinely before this episode started, I'm like, I wonder if communism will come up in the Gryffindor. <laughs> no <episode."> way, really. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about my Gryffindor friends. Jem, you know what's up. Oh, God, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll play that later. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get to that later. <laughs> I like that red is described instantly as a color of extremes because it's either like, like when you think of red cars, you think fast, but then you also mm. think of red in terms of traffic and cars and you think stop because oh, yeah. it's like red light. Yeah, yeah it is. I guess it's the one that just really grabs mm. your attention. It like is. you notice red. Yeah, and I'm noticing red right now all over my And it books. also, I think, yeah. I don't know if I wrote it down, but I, I just feel like I know this. Red is one of the colors that invokes the most emotional response from mm, people when yeah. they see it. Yeah, yeah. It can be a very, it's a very emotional color. It's either angry or love or passion, yeah. and it's blood. It's the color of blood. <laughs> I've heard like you should never paint mm. a room red because you'll constantly be angry yeah. when you're in the room. Like, yeah, and that comes up in horror a lot, like yeah. the red room and stuff like that. And in Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my god, <laughs> the red room. Yeah. I'm thinking of like the Gryffindor common room and everything in there is red drapes and red wallpaper and stuff. Oh, it does have red it's in like, it. Oh. It's a soft red though. It is. It's yeah. weird. It's like I'm looking at that red on your shelf and it's yeah. bright red. It's mm. a lot more stronger. But no, uh, the one in the Gryffindor common room. Oh, it's, it's more like more a like... hunting lodge sort of red. It's yeah. like cozy. Yeah. It is cozy. Mm. Yeah. The Gryffindor room is always described as really cozy, but when I think about all of the different house common rooms, it's the one that sounds the least appealing to me, <laughs> because I feel like I would just have a headache. Everything's so red, all the chairs are red, the walls are red, the carpet's red, there's a big fire all the time. Like, let me go back to the dark <laughs> hole in the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, one that, the, the house common room that I think sounds most cozy to me would be Hufflepuff, because it's like spread out it's airy even though it's underground somehow like i don't know it's got lots of plants and stuff yeah i like gryffindor though i think in reality gryffindor common room is very cozy but the way it's described with all the red does put me a bit on it yeah <laughs> just just when i picture them it feels like it's very loud and clashy in my head like when i'm picturing all the rooms lined up against each other like ravenclaw seems really chill hufflepuff seems really cozy Gryffindor is very dark and cool. Slytherin. Gryffindor's just like very sorry. I keep confusing Slytherin and Gryffindor. God. Slytherin's very dark and cool. 
and Gryffindor's just loud and hot and angry. It is always described that, like, Gryffindor common room in the books, it's always, like, it never gets quiet until, like, after midnight, because all the students are up fucking pulling pranks at each other and having loud convos and stuff mm. like that. So if you want to study in the yeah. Gryffindor common room, it's like, you just can't. Unless you're Hermione and you can block everything out. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would bother me. I think because it's it's one, it's a towel one too, so it's smaller, like Ravenclaw. Yeah, so it's tight in it. I guess this is mm. like an extrovert's dream, <laughs> introvert's nightmare. It's just this small yeah. room of excitement and fun and loudness. <laughs> yeah, God no. Um. <laughs> it's also it's also super annoying if you're a Gryffindor because. It's established, like, from the very first book that Harry, Ron, and Hermione have claimed the three armchairs closest to the oh, fire. Shit. Like, how did you get this prime spot? As an 11 year old. What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, how many chairs are there in there? <laughs> I cannot imagine being a 17 year old person and having, like, this little 11 year old sitting in my chair by the fire that I've been sitting in for years and just not, like, picking them up by their hair and moving them. <laughs> that is true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. Another great yeah. inaccuracy. His children are reckless. <laughs> Dauntless. Uh, gold is the second colour of Gryffindor. It is for extravagance, wealth, riches, excessiveness. It's bright, cheerful. It's also associated with somberness for some reason. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> gold is for illumination, love, compassion, courage, passion, magic, wisdom, success, prosperity, it illuminates the path towards your goal is what I found for gold. God, those are also Gryffindor. Except for yeah. wisdom, apparently. Even I wrote <laughs> yeah. down it can mean strength and wealth. Mm. <laughs> I love like Success, red and gold are such strong. They're like red and yellow is used a lot in advertising, like Maccas and stuff like that. Oh yeah. They're, they're yum colours. Yeah. <laughs> they make me think of food. Mm. <laughs> Ketchup. Mm. <laughs> Ketchup. <laughs> I read on the HP wiki that the scarlet and gold is also supposed to ref- represent the body of the lion, like the red of the mane and the gold of the fur. Yeah. That's sick as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that all ties in. Yeah. I also think it's, it's notable that gold is for first place and Gryffindor is <laughs> first place. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when it was brought up in the other one. I was like, oh, 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 gold, Gryffindor, first place. But yeah. then I was like, oh, no, Josh, don't switch it around. <laughs> Switch that around. Last place. Last place. Last place. <laughs> it's opposite day. Ah, <laughs> oh, Josh. One day I'll understand what he meant by that. <laughs> His mind. I just like that, like, gold is funny for me on a personal level because I'm allergic to the nickel and gold, so I can't wear gold jewelry. <laughs> so it's just That's like, a big slither and energy. No majesty and strength for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Got anything else to say about gold, either of you? Um, it's an earthy element. Oh. So in China, gold and yellow represents the earth element. So That makes sense. Oh, it cool. does make sense. I know often Gryffindor is tied in with fire and yeah. passion, but it's also kind of an earthly one with their mm. strength and stubbornness. Yeah. And I'd the see earth's it, unmoving. Its second element would definitely be earth. Yeah. Like if I was going to choose one. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I don't have anything to say about the colours, aside from just... Once again, I'm blown away by how well every single house color represents every single house, except for the black for Hufflepuff, which just didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Aesthetics. <laughs> Bumblebees. Yeah. It Aww. works on that level. 
but I do have something about the etymology of the word Gryffindor, which isn't something mm. we've looked at oh, so far. Okay. But I saw this on the HP wiki and I just had to bring it up because it's great. Okay. Gryffindor could possibly be derived from Griffin. Oh, really? <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Which, <laughs> which is a creature in mythology with the body of a lion and the head of an eagle. That's interesting. Oh. Yeah. And mm. <laughs> in Old English and Old High German. <laughs> sorry. It's hard to get through this. In Old English and Old High German, door means gate or door. <laughs> Is that seriously? Someone wrote that down? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I love so it. Gryffindor, the word, is like a Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost my shit when I saw that. <laughs> I think also I read somewhere that door can mean gift, maybe? Oh, yeah. In French? Like Dorian, the name means So it's like gift of the lion. Yeah. Grif- gift of the Gryffin. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But the interesting thing about also about Griffin being a lion and eagle is it saying that the lion was the opposite to the eagle. Yeah. So it's just like, mm, put them both together. Yeah. Well, what what mythology is Griffin from? Is that from Greek or uh, maybe it's from English? Oh, yeah, I don't know either. Because if it's I like didn't... a chimera, then that would make sense because it's like, get some bits of it animals. Says, all, I, <laughs> all I wrote down was it came about in the Middle Ages. Hmm. And that, oh, and another thing, the Griffin mates for life. But Ooh. so, um, Aww. if either partner died, the other would continue the rest of life alone, never to search for a new mate. Oh, jeez. Cool. Didn't expect to get sacked. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, just talked about the amalgamation of courage and boldness mm. because of the lion and the eagle. Oh, nice. Mm, I yes. like that. Yeah, I suppose eagles are pretty bold. Bold eagle. Jokes. That's a good one. <laughs> a griffin's another one that you see on heraldry a lot, yeah. associated with heroism and stuff. Well, griffins are allowed in heraldry, but apparently dinosaurs ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't make the rules. Yeah, just everything about houses is so symbolic. <laughs> you can just break it down. Griffin, lions, red, gold. gold. And fire. And door. The potential again. Open mm. that door. <laughs> Adventure. Oh, that's right. space. (laughs) Fire is the last symbolic thing. It's the element associated with Gryffindor. Fire, there's loads of stuff on fire. It's one of those dual sort of elements where it's like two things at once again. Hmm. So fire consumes, it warms, it illuminates, it represents destruction and life, energy, pain, death, hell, inspiration, bridges the connection between mortals and gods. So that's like the myth of Prometheus bringing fire to the humans and the gods being like Ugh, and then putting one underground with the crow pecking in his eye or something forever no he gets tied to a rock and an eagle tears out his liver every day oh nice do you reckon they'd have like some kind of bond after a while gonna get some kind of rapport <laughs> yeah you're here to take my liver again isn't it sad when your only friend is the eagle who visits you every day to tear out your liver <laughs> I've come to deliver. <laughs> deliver. I like that. This is your deliverance. This eagle's a jerk. <laughs> Opposite of eagles, man. <laughs> Fire is associated with birth. If you know about Frankenstein, Mary Shelley had like the image of the spark of life bringing the Frankenstein's monster to life. And that would be like the lightning hitting it and then it's like the spark of life. But if you know a bit more about mm. Mary Shelley's life, she unfortunately suffered a lot of stillbirths and she yeah. had this dream where she had her um, like her dead baby in her hands and she put it into the fire and it woke up and started crying like it was alive. Yeah. And that mm. inspired her for the story of Frankenstein. 
Women created everything you love. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fire does have strong ties with rebirthing. Yeah, especially very strong phoenix and here stuff. in Australia. Mm. Oh yeah, and ba- Banksia trees yeah, and stuff. And yeah, eucalyptus trees, and they need to burn, burn to propagate. Yeah, to live again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they need to be destroyed to open their seeds and yeah yeah it's that's cool. so we literally have phoenix trees in australia that's nuts this country is ridiculous fire is the element of spiritual enlightenment of sexuality fertility purification is the element of wisdom knowledge power control divinity and anger very passionate very element. it's so strong so strong <laughs> powerful it's definitely the most passionate element it suits gryffindor any thoughts about fire <laughs> hot <laughs> Keeps you warm. <laughs> she keep me warm. <laughs> or it burns you if you get too close. If you're gonna play with fire, then you're gonna get burned. Yeah. Thing. If you play with the Gryffindors, they hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Harry spends a lot of his journey playing with fire, like meddling in things that are just yeah, that is too true. much for him. He is but a child. A child. It's like this. 11 year old child it's like time to mess with things save Voldemort yeah I don't care <laughs> he's he's hard to control like a fire oh that's good one yeah mm. yeah. yeah I like it except for when Slytherins come and put their water on him <laughs> they are a wet blanket <laughs> but when you get Slytherins and Griffin together things get pretty steamy Ooh. oh like a sauna I get the I get the jokes Oh, there's too many puns in this fucking episode. Griffin, <laughs> puns are good Gryffindor humor, definitely. Because <laughs> they frustrate everyone else, unless you're a person who likes no, puns. It's good. It's got that. It, it'll it'll annoy you, but I'm not actually doing anything to annoy you. I'm just speaking. <laughs> good energy. And puns are usually wholesome humor. Like they're not, ang- like they're not like hurting anyone for the most part. Puns to me. <laughs> Feel like the verbal equivalent of when you're like a big sibling and you've got your little sibling and you put your hands like an inch away no not an inch like a millimeter away from them you're like i'm not touching you i'm not touching you <laughs> oh i hate this episode because i'm on it with two older siblings yeah. <laughs> elders unite <laughs> there's so many ways to antagonize without you know, leaving. Well, that sounds so bad. Leaving a mark. That's not what I meant. <laughs> not what I meant. Without leaving that's evidence like, for the parents to see. Emotional abuse. Um, yeah. Well, if, once the parents find out, it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so bad. Let's move along. No, anyone with siblings knows exactly what you mean. Like, it's it's fucking it's Darwinism. It's, that's what growing up with siblings. Yeah, is I like. need to. The older sibling is just preparing their younger siblings for life. They're just making you stronger. It's tough love. We want our siblings to survive. <laughs> Conditioning you. Um, how can you recognize a Gryffindor? Older sibling energy. That's it. <laughs> That's um, true. I think every older si- sibling has a little bit of Gryffindor in them. <laughs> Definitely. Older siblings who are Gryffindors are too powerful. <laughs> I wrote down some stuff. I'm just going to read through it and you guys can tell me tell me off or not. Gryffindors are usually quite extroverted, but not always. I just think that that's... Mm. Extroversion is probably yeah. strongly associated with Gryffindor out of any of the houses. Mm-hmm. Confidence in crowds. Yeah. Like, I wrote this down because I was thinking about some of my friends who aren't Gryffindors who hate being in crowds or who hate doing public speaking in front of people. Whereas I think Gryffindors, even if they're nervous about public speaking, 
usually look pretty confident when they're talking in front of others and have like a sort of positive energy when they're in like a big group of people. That seems Gryffindor to me. I had willing to be the leader in any group. Like it doesn't matter what the activity is, what we're doing. Mm. If there's not an established leader, the Gryffindor in the group will step up. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not like explicitly said, they'll just sort of take over yeah, in terms just take of like over. this is making me think of all my group projects at uni. I'm like, oh, we should do it this way. Let's do it this way. <laughs> I have a good idea, yeah. and here's all the reasons why it's well, a good not, idea. Not even that. It's not even leader is in. We're going to do it my way. It's yeah. as in there's no control to this group right now. We're just kind of chatting. Let's yeah. get it on in one direction. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Let's allocate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Giving a direction. It it doesn't always have to be like a negative sort of thing. Like I'm taking control and I'm in charge right now. I was more thinking of I did like an a a sort of adventure program thing when I was in high school. That's oh. a bad way of describing it. But we had to go on this big hike. Yeah. And we got split into groups and we had to do this big hike. And what inevitably happened is that there were a couple of people who sort of rotated being the leader of the group and being like the, come on guys, I know we're tired and we're exhausted, Uh but we're going to keep going and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And they were all Gryffindors. That's you. (laughs) Belle is such a motivator. She's motivated me my entire life. Oh my God. (laughs) So here's a story, listeners. Um, Was it like two months ago, maybe? It was during the middle of summer. It was in summer, so it was probably like four months ago. God, time flies. Mm. Anyway, it was like February, middle of summer, and... (laughs) Belle messages me like in the morning. It's like, hey, I'm gonna go for a walk. Who wants to come? Like, I feel I feel a bit active that day. I wanted to get out. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go for a walk. I, I thought that she was just meaning like a little bush walk, maybe like maybe like thirty to forty minutes in the shade, flat, you know, flat sort of ground. No, we walked around an entire reservoir, not just in the shade, in the heat. We had to go uphill. I was wearing like fucking denim shorts. It wasn't a good time. We ran out of water in the first it was like forty minutes. Fifteen kilometers. It was fifteen kilometers. It took us like four hours. <laughs> it was so. It was, I wanted to die. It was so, and we didn't really know where we we're going either. We we're going. I was like, I think this way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But like, we got out in the van. But we had a moment where we we're like, oh my god, no one really knows like where we are. We never actually said where we were going today. <laughs> If we die out here, like, we're fucked. Yeah, there was no water, and we are having to go up a hill, and Sam was like, oh. That's how you fucking get 127 hours, you idiots. <laughs> Jen was like, my asthma. And I was like, no, you can put your food. What you were saying? It was just a shock. I think I yelled that I hated you at some point. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he was so mad. And in my head, I was like, whoops, but I was also like, this is good. This is good. She can do this. And I also wanted to die. It was pretty bad. <laughs> but you were, the, you were the positive one throughout it. We got to the, we finally got to civilization again and we found a bubbler at like a bus stop and like guzzled it. Yeah, you minutes. were so happy. I was, I've like, never been so like, happy. Oh my God, that was amazing. Let's do that again. <laughs> kind of stuff. I wouldn't have been able to get through it if you weren't there. If I'd been there with any of my other friends, like Sarah or Josh, we would have like called for a helicopter or something halfway through. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> We need an Uber out to the middle of the fucking restaurant. <laughs> Some other Gryffindor traits I had written down. They express their emotions physically, so with hand gestures, facial expressions, and using objects. If a Gryffindor's angry, you know it from the way that they pack their school bag, or from the way that they like <laughs> walk out of a room, or from the way they put down their plate, or something like that. You can tell. Yes. When someone's angry in the other room and you can tell that person's a Gryffindor. Or when they're happy on a ladder note, you can tell from the way that they're sort of like so cheerful, bouncing with energy, dancing around the room. Screaming. <laughs> yeah. 
another Gryffindor thing. I am come. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't tell a Gryffindor. <laughs> Don't tell a Gryffindor to calm down. It just makes them mad. I don't need any calming tea. Um, laughing, huge Gryffindor thing. They have strong opinions and voice them a lot. They're very stubborn. I like this one. If Gryffindors are watching any sort of high action movie or show, like The Hunger Games or an apocalypse survival story, yep. like Mad Max or something, they're like, yeah, I'd be able to do that. I'd be able to survive that. Yes, okay. I <laughs> I fucking had this. If you've ever met someone who's like, I'd survive a zombie apocalypse, but they have absolutely no survival skills, that's a Gryffindor. <laughs> like, when's the last time you fucking lit a fire? Or do you have like a... <laughs> bug out bag in your apartment and they're like uh no but they're confident confident that they'd be like the people in the walking dead or they're watching a show like walking dead and someone's trying to do something to survive or escape and they're like no do this like run that way like run in zigzag i love it (laughs) (laughs) val just pointed to my next dot point because she can see it and it says energy underlined leg bounce and she's literally (laughs) doing that right now (laughs) you've trademarked it Like written M next to it. Is that what you've written? Yeah. <laughs> god, I'm not I'm not thinking if I'm not like bouncing. <laughs> oh my god, that's also my Gryffindor friend. She does that as well. Yeah. The constant leg bouncing and the um smacking you with her hand to get your attention. Oi, 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 oi. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 pay attention to me. <laughs> They stand up against bullshit and have a positive outlook on life, is what I wrote down. For. Yep. They are do no harm unless you've taken shit, then do harm, I think, is a Gryffindor yeah, sort of motto. That, yeah. 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 Don't want any trouble, but if you're the one causing it, there's going to be trouble. <laughs> Fool me once and I'll fucking end you. That's a Gryffindor. <laughs> I don't know about my haters, but if you want to fight me, then fight me. <laughs> <laughs> I had Gryffindors are big loud mm. in terms of like expressing their opinions, ranting about stuff, and also like getting excited, yeah. and especially when it relates to sports. <laughs> big loud sports boys and girls. That's Gryffindor. Yeah, actually, out of all my friends, you're the only sort of athletic one. Like, you have a sports background. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Oh. I was sitting here, I was like, oh, that's sporty. And I was like, oh, you did actually, I've done it. You did nipples, right? And soccer. Well? Yeah, soccer. surf life saving. <laughs> Loads of stuff. Athletics. <laughs> you do netball now, don't you? Or is it volleyball? No netball. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Play with my paramedics. Screwed no energy. <laughs> <laughs> I play netball with my life-saving friend. I play sport with my life-saving team. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so good that we got guests on these episodes. I would never think to say something so Gryffindor. <laughs> I play sport with my friends who save lives for a living. Good God. Jocks. I love them. <laughs> yeah. Did we have anything else we want to say? Do you have any notes on that? I didn't write anything, but usually just recognizing them, you're just going to notice them because they're loud. They're hard not to recognize. Or they'll get up in your face, kind of, and introduce themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Gryffindors are good people for the most part. They're like they're good they're good eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Gryffindors will never back down from a dare or a challenge, and they think that the rules don't apply to them. Those are some pretty obvious Gryffindor traits. <laughs> Let's go into notable Gryffindors. Yeah, how they represent in the books and movies. Notable Gryffindors. Let's go. Yeah, I did a list of notable Gryffindors and I put a lot of them in a big group because so there's, many. there's too many. 
So <laughs> Harry, Hermione, and Ron, all the Weasleys, all the Marauders and Lily Potter. Yep. Dumbledore, Hagrid, McGonagall. Yep. The Gryffindor Quidditch team. Yep. That's all of them throughout the years because he's too many. <laughs> <laughs> Neville Longbottom, Dean and Seamus, Lavender and Pavati, Colin and Dennis Creevy, and then Circa Doggan, Celestina Warbeck, who's just a background character, and from the Hogwarts Mystery Games, Ben, Rakepick J, and Gryffindor Boy, who struggles with the levitation oh, yeah. charm. Levi Osa, yeah. Yeah. Um, who's Doggan? My, my head canon is that he's Billingsley. Who the fuck's Doggan? Circa Doggan. Yeah. Did, you, did I just say Doggan? No, you said Circa Doggan, but I forgot. I meant Sir... Sir Cadigan! Oh, God! Oh, oh yeah! you thought it was a... <laughs> what the fuck? Right, Sir Cadigan. Okay. <laughs> How Wait, did you funny. thought I was saying Sir Cad Doggan? Yeah, no, I thought you were saying Circa Doggan. Yeah, that's what I thought you like, said Like, first too. name Circa, last name Doggan. <laughs> Circa? <laughs> but yeah, it's because I've always... Cadogan. Cadogan. Yeah, I've always thought Cadigan too. I'm pretty sure you read it to me as Cadogan. Okay, I've always said Cadogan. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I've changed. <laughs> Times change. Yeah, you got to keep up. Well, yeah, I mean, the only sort of bad Gryffindor that I could think of was Peter Pettigrew. Otherwise, they're all basically heroes, you know, yeah. guys trying to do good, mm. you know, sporty, mm. <laughs> reckless. Give us some yeah. diversity. Diversity. <laughs> I kind of put Jay in with... Jay Kim from Hogwarts Mystery Game. I kind of put him in with the bad Gryffindors as well. He's just, for anyone who's not playing that game. Yeah, he tried to sell a love potion. Yeah, he runs a, um, like a black market business selling banned items at Hogwarts. And he's always in detention. And he gets a bit of a rapey vibe later on when he sells love potions to people. And he's like, I don't want to know how you use it. I've just sold it to you and I'm not responsible. And then he leaves. Like, okay, who's this guy? Wow. <laughs> yeah. What's weird about, like, our interactions as the main character with Jay, where the main character interacts with all their friends and they're, like, encouraging them, like, oh, yeah, you can be a pressioneer, you can be a magizoologist. And then with Jay, it's like, you can be a criminal. <laughs> like, that's what he wants to be. <laughs> We're always encouraging him to take over Nocturne Alley and, like, <laughs> get rich quick. That's what we want him to do. It's so weird. <laughs> it is bizarre. <laughs> like, yeah, you could, you could rule the underworld. <laughs> Come on, Jay. <laughs> Start your own gang. <laughs> so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down about Gryffindors that they can be too much of a bit, of, like too much of a mixed bag. Like we said before, like sometimes people are sort of lumped into Gryffindor yeah. for plot convenience. I think where we talked about before, like Percy, Fred, and George—they're not really Gryffindors, but they're just put in there because it's easier. <laughs> yeah, all the Weasleys are Gryffindors. What do, do, what do you think, though? We got any ideas about Gryffindors in the books, movies? No, yeah, I agree that some people are just lumped in there because they it just works. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> Weasley's a Gryffindor, so we can go in there too. Yeah. I thought, one thing I thought was funny is the house ghost, oh, the yeah. headless Nick, being yeah. the house ghost for Gryffindor. Yeah. Because I was reading this thing, it's like, 45 chops to take his noggin off. <laughs> and that just, it's perseverance and stubbornness right there. It's a stubborn neck. <laughs> <laughs> he just is this symbol of strength. <laughs> But a weird kind of strength. 45, Jesus. How many yeah. bullets did it take to take down Ned Kelly? It was like 17 or something like that. It's the same energy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Ned Kelly, Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know Ned Kelly, he was a bush ranger and a criminal in a, in like colonial Australia. He wore 
like a set of tin armor that he made himself and like robbed people. He's a, just a bad guy, but nice. for some reason we love him. Australian Robin Hood. Yeah, <laughs> Ned Kelly was a hero, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> he's a criminal. Susan, <laughs> the Australian Robin Hood, but he didn't gift to the poor. He was just a criminal. He just stole money, but he did it in a sick outfit. So cool. <laughs> I'm not going to get into Ned Kelly. That's like the fucking. If you want to know more about Ned Kelly, listen to Murder in the Land of Oz. They do a great little mini series on it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that's basically all I had about Gryffindors being represented. They're sort of very, I want to say, basic. That's the, mm. they're presented in yeah. one way, basically, in the books. If we movies. need someone to do the right thing, let's bring, bring, bring in the Gryffindor. Gryffindors. Yeah. Save the day. Mm. Gryffindor. 10,000 yeah. points to Gryffindor. <laughs> We should probably talk a little bit about how Gryffindors are represented in, like, the fandom and stuff. Okay, yeah. Because, Jem, you've sort of touched on this before. Gryffindor used to be, like, everyone who reads Harry Potter thinks they're in Gryffindor, and Gryffindor are the best, and they always win, and we all love Gryffindor. And there's sort of been this big backlash against it, where it's like, now we all love Hufflepuff and Slytherin and Ravenclaw, and I'm sick of all these Gryffindors. Yeah. I've seen lots of things of people being like, oh, um, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin must unite to defeat the worst, the real enemy, Gryffindor, and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, ouch. Like, I mean, sure, they're dumbasses sometimes, but <laughs> they're still our good friends. <laughs> they're still really good. Like, I just, I don't, they don't deserve it. Like, <laughs> I, just because, you know, they were the golden yeah. boy and they still are the golden boy. It's yeah. like real life Harry Potter. <laughs> Like all the Slytherins hate Harry Potter in the book because he's this yeah. golden boy who said yeah. Snape hates him. <laughs> and then, oh, what's happening in real life? The golden children, we don't like them. Get them out of here. Yeah. Too basic. I, they don't deserve it. Gryffindor attributes are really cool. Like, they're the courageous ones. They stand up for the little guy. Like, I, I just think, like, we don't need to calm down a bit and realize that the greatest enemy is Severus Snape. <laughs> <laughs> and arguably Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two we've got to take out. <laughs> oh, and Voldemort, I guess. Yeah, yeah. he's done. Yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on that. Do you have anything else to say about that? Um, No, that was pretty much all. I just wanted to bring it up to see if we had any thoughts, but I guess we just didn't. <laughs> just like, yeah, that sucks. All right, never mind. <laughs> that sucks. It's. I think it's mostly just memes. I don't think people actually really hate Gryffindors. I think it's just... Yeah, like, I think it's... Nice no. roasting. <laughs> medium, medium well worth. When we became adults, we became much more critical of like Dumbledore being like, and at the end of the year, Gryffindor wins. <laughs> We're all like, um, that was actually bullshit. That, I still think that's bullshit. <laughs> but at the time, you're like, yay, Harry won. <laughs> no, I've always felt a little bit that it was bullshit. They could have just gotten special awards to the school, like it was established in the second book, rather than like, because <laughs> it was the actions of like yeah. four people, rather than. Yeah, not the whole house. Yeah. And Slytherin worked hard for them. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it's very favoritism. Yeah. It's kind of bullshit that Slytherin students get... Not Slytherin. Fuck, I said Slytherin again. Stop it. It's kind of bullshit that Gryffindor students get house points for doing things that are brave and reckless because they're living up to their house traits. Yeah. But, like, Slytherin students get, don't get points for being manipulative and selfish, <laughs> which are their house traits. That's true. <laughs> Draco got no points for using his resourcefulness and cunning to sneak after the trio and expose them <laughs> when they were taking that dragon out. 
Like, do Hufflepuff <laughs> gets points for being loyal and good friends? Do Ravenclaws get points for being wise? I suppose they probably get good points if they're, like, smart and clever in class. But, like, what about... Mm. It just seems like nobody else really gets points for embodying their house traits the same way that Gryffindor like do. Gryffindor. They get points just for being yeah. brave and reckless and doing stupid shit and breaking the rules. But it's like, but you're Gryffindors, <laughs> so it's kind of like, you do break the rules. You're doing it. Well done. 50 points. That's just, that's probably just a Dumbledore bias, though. <laughs> I wonder if there's, it would be good if there was a criteria for Hogwarts. It's like, if you achieve this throughout the year, you'll get points. Mm. If you do this, 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 these yeah. are things you lose points. I mean, to be fair, we're ragging and we're giving points for recklessness, but really, the recklessness was only one aspect of what they actually did. It was things like defeat a mountain troll that could have killed many, many children, or find a solution to the big mystery that was killing and harming not really that was harming muggleborns like finding the basilisk like yeah. sure they had to do reckless things yeah. but they also did save a lot yeah, of they lives they saved people <laughs> like so yeah. it's fair i understand why but yeah yeah i'm sure if a slytherin student did the same as like harry and ron did in chamber of secrets they would have been given the same treatment i guess <laughs> never know <laughs> i guess we'll never know <laughs> we'll never know <laughs> let's go into pros pros and cons pro gryffindors have bravery and courage Cons, they're reckless. That's been yeah. established. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pros, determination. Cons, stubbornness. I'm just saying, like, mm, yeah. 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 <laughs> Pros, stand up for themselves and others. Cons, crooked anger. <laughs> or con, like, won't stop standing up for themselves and others. Like, just sometimes you just have to let it go. Like, please just let it go. But Gryffindors will not. Stubbornness comes in. <laughs> <laughs> No, I will not let this happen. <laughs> Pros, they've got hearts of gold. Cons, they can be competitive and sore losers. Yes, definitely. Pros, confidence. Cons, arrogance. They're kind of like two sides of a coin. Yeah. Pros, honourable. Cons, self-righteous. Pros, fun and daring. Cons, boastful and proud. Mm-hmm. Pros, they're all-rounders. Cons, kind of a dumbass sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, why are Gryffindors always dumbasses? <laughs> It's not you. Like, you're a very smart, capable person. No, I'm just no, thinking I'm of, like, <laughs> in general, the house. I think it's, like, um, people drag on Harry and Ron a lot for being dumbasses sometimes, but it's usually just because they get themselves into sticky situations because they're breaking the rules. Mm. And, like, that's seen as being a dumbass because you're not really thinking ahead. Yeah. Like, other like other houses are known for thinking and planning ahead, yeah. like Ravenclaw. They're just own. acting. Not yeah, they're first. acting first, thinking later. Let us not forget that Gryffindor is the house of Hermione Granger. Mm. <laughs> By no measure a dumbass. No. Yeah, it's just sort of a stereotype about people who act first, think later. It's kind of a dumbass move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It ties in with the recklessness. <laughs> it does. No, Gryffindors aren't stupid. They just sometimes don't think things through. Did you guys have any personal opinions or controversial opinions about Gryffindors? Yeah, no. For I me, don't. I don't want to say that I don't like Gryffindors, but like we've been through all the other houses, and for me, in terms of like my personality traits, it goes Slytherin, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, Gryffindor. I just sort of have the least in common with this house. Mm. That's the same with me, but I mean, doesn't mean that that makes Gryffindor bad because we're not good people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if anything, it's a commendation of Gryffindor house. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Dodge the bullet. You guys don't have rear and The <laughs> Least likely to have us. Yeah. Yeah, there's been lots of stuff like fans reacting to being sorted into Gryffindor and Pottermore and being like, what? That's just, what the fuck? That's not, that's not even closely remotely to me and stuff like that. 
had a similar experience. Do you remember the Ilbermorny things? <laughs> the Ilbermorny houses and how they were basically sort of four houses, which weren't meant to be exact replicas of the Hogwarts houses, but they kind of were in some ways. Yeah. And so there was like a house that was Gryffindorish, which was like the house for the daring and the brave. And I got sorted into that one and I was like so thrown. Oh, I was yeah, like, I remember you talking about I was that. like, I don't even know what to think. <laughs> It's not me at all. I'm not. I'm not a brave person. Come into the Gryffindor. <laughs> it's well, open. <laughs> Door's open. <laughs> that Gryffindor is open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Door of potential. That's all I got to say. Should we get into friend, lover, enemy? Yeah, let's do that. Sounds like a game. <laughs> Fuck my kill. Friend, yeah. lover, enemy. Red Hufflepuff. <laughs> Wed bed behead. <laughs> Love it. What's it like to have a Gryffindor as a friend? I wrote down that they're such a hype up friend and super supportive. Like they'll always be motivating you and stuff like that. They're so much fun. We go on great adventures. They're the athletic one, <laughs> which I brought up. <laughs> Only sporty friend I know. Yeah. Um, encourages you to try new things and put yourself out there. So caring and loving. They're a hugger. Mm. They love a good chat. Always make you laugh. Won't give up without a fight. Stubborn and sensitive about their personal opinions and feelings. Um, hate being left out of things. I don't know if that's like a Gryffindor thing or... Yes. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Relatable? Well, I think nobody loves being left out, so it's kind of an everyone trait. But I think it's especially <laughs> prominent with Gryffindors, like, they will despise it. <laughs> <laughs> like, if yeah. I'm left out of something, I'm like, oh, but I get over it in, like, two seconds. <laughs> but <laughs> Gryffindors, what is the meaning of it? <laughs> yeah. I've missed out on potential. <laughs> <laughs> missed out on a potential adventure. <laughs> I wrote this down. This is something controversial. They can get embarrassed easily, maybe because they have the greatest potential for regret as the more reckless house acting on emotion. So this is my hot take. Because Gryffindors can be acting on feelings more than logic sometimes and acting before thinking, then they have the greatest potential for regret later on because they look back and they went, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or that was a bit silly of me to do. Mm. So they they can get embarrassed easier Mm. by things happening to them or other people. I think that's right. Because yeah. you're putting your emotions there on the line. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of an example. Oh, Hagrid with his constant, I shouldn't have told you that. I shouldn't have told you that. Yeah. I told you that. Yeah. yeah, Hagrid. But, like, it's so easy to embarrass mm. Belle. Like, <laughs> we, we do it all the time on purpose sometimes. <laughs> did it last night. Yeah, we did it last night. <laughs> we sat, we were sitting on the grass. That's, that's not related to that. Like, no, not really, but it is easy to embarrass you. I think I've done it, like, we did it last night. We were sitting on the ground. And the three of us, the Slytherin, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw, held hands in a circle and started singing the Genovian national anthem from Princess Diaries. Belle was like, stop this. Oh, but it was fun. It was fun. Just there was a sleeping child next to us. I think the issue might be that Gryffindors care a lot about what other people think of them. Yeah, yeah, I get that impression. Because they themselves care a lot about what they think of themselves as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they don't want, yeah. I don't know. Gryffindors want to be good and liked and respected yeah. in terms of their <laughs> reputation. So, like, I often saw a lot of stuff being, like, yeah. on online of talking about Gryffindors. Like, Gryffindors never get embarrassed. I'm like, I just, I don't see it. Like, I think they definitely are, are prone to embarrassment because they have so much mm. at stake in terms of their personal pride that, like, yeah, they, yeah. Like, it's not yeah. a bad thing. I'm just saying it's it's the thing that I've noticed. So many of the Gryffindor traits are tied into how you're perceived, like nobility and chivalry mm-hmm. and bravery and daring. Like, obviously all of those things are good for their own sake. Like, you can be brave and you can be chivalrous just for the sake of it, but it's also tied into how other people look yeah. at you and see yeah. you. 
And I just keep thinking of Harry, how like mm. every every fucking book when he does something wrong and suddenly the whole school hates oh, him yeah. and he's like, this is the worst punishment that could possibly be given to me is losing the respect of my Harry gets my embarrassed friend. constantly. That's very true, yeah. yeah. And Ron gets embarrassed constantly a lot. Hermione is kind of resilient to it, but... It's because Hermione does not give a fuck what people think of her, <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, but yeah. I think academically wise, oh, academically, care a lot. There's yeah. always that, but socially, like, she's awkward. Probably. Yeah, mm. I feel like perception, like how people mm. perceive you and see you, is really important to Gryffindors because they mm. do have those values that they want to be seen as brave or good. Yeah. Whereas, like, Slytherins are like, oh, you must be the worst pirate I've ever heard of. It's like, but you have heard of me. Slytherins yeah. <laughs> so don't care if they're infamous as long as they're known. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of the difference there. But I think of Hermione, when her bogart is McGonagall telling her he, that she'd failed the test, mm. imagine Hermione in the middle of a class being handed an assignment, being like, you came last in this class, every single person came ahead of you. Mm. Like, I cannot imagine how crushing that would be for her. She'd hate it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just something that I've noticed. Hmm. I also wrote down, uh, Gryffindors will always stand up for themselves and for you. Having a Gryffindor friend means you've always got someone on your, on your team. Like, it's wholesome. Oh. Um, yes. <laughs> and then I wrote down, always in a rush, running late. <laughs> I don't know what you think of this, but I just know Belle has a lot of stuff in her life all the time because she's yeah. a good person that throws herself into a lot of things. And so she's always in a rush. Being late, though, is definitely not something I've had an issue with for the past few years no yeah you've no i'm always on time. you're always on time now <laughs> yeah good I, I can imagine a lot of gryffindors are people that are always active and doing things so it's like oh like if you're making plans for the gryffindor it's like oh you know i've got a spot open in three weeks because i'm doing i'm doing charity here and i'm, I'm working there and i've got like a family thing here and i'm doing like my sport team with my paramedic crew <laughs> like next thursday <laughs> and I'm like they're always doing stuff so they're yeah. always busy but that's good. That makes sense. My Gryffindor friend from high school, there was a running joke in our friend group that if we ever needed her to be somewhere on time, we would tell her that it started an hour earlier than it actually did. <laughs> she was consistently late <laughs> by like a solid hour. <laughs> oh, bless. Uh, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I guess it is a very Gryffindor thing. It's just... They got so much going, going on. on. <laughs> yeah, they got so much going on. I think it distract you. Like, oh... Quest to complete for the trio. Yeah, I think that's definitely a Ravenclaw and Gryffindor sort of thing. Like, in my opinion, they're more prone to be busy. Mm. Got stuff going mm, on. Maybe it's also a reckless thing. Maybe they're like, so. I've got enough time. Yeah, I <laughs> that, no, that is incredible. I've still got time. <laughs> that is one hundred percent issue I have. I think I have more time than. I oh have. my god! Yeah, that's so classic. Mister Incredible on the way to his wedding. <laughs> Stopping to save a cat, then stop a train, then stop Bon Voyage, and then he gets to the wedding and he's like, sort of like 10 minutes late. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's I've it. got time. I've still got time. <laughs> yeah, Gryffindor's thinking they could get something that's going to take 10 minutes done in about five. That feels Gryffindor to me. Thinking they can survive a zombie apocalypse. They just got that confidence. <laughs> I love it. I can do it. Yeah. I can do this. I will do this. <laughs> Do you have anything else for Gryffindors as friends? I don't know if I have any Gryffindors. <laughs> no, yeah, you're very much surrounded by, like, INTJs. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I surround myself with not Gryffindors. <laughs> I think because I clash with them. I don't know. <laughs> There's not enough room for two Gryffindors in this town. <laughs> um, Gryffindors got a fight. Powerful. I also think it just might get a bit too wild because we can 
Gryffindors feed off each other's energy. Definitely. So <laughs> just scheming or like planning adventures and yeah. it's like everyone's up for it so there's yeah. no egging someone else on yeah there's no one to say hold on maybe we should think about this more and like hold back a bit so we're just like no let's go let's go let's go look at the trio in any book it's like they get a hunch about Snape being the bad guy and they're like the whole year they're like oh i followed Snape after potions or oh i overheard Snape in yeah. the fucking teacher's lounge it's like god just chill <laughs> out just chill <laughs> Oh, that's another thing that Gryffindors aren't. They're not chill. No, they have no chill ever. <laughs> Everything is not fun. That's true. That's a con. It's not necessarily a con, because sometimes it's real funny. Yeah. <laughs> most of my Gryffindor friend traits, most of them are things that you kind of said, like, everything's a competition, we can never back down, constantly getting dragged into things that I would not have been a part of. And like um, yes. raging against unfairness whenever it's found. Mm. But something that I had, which I think you didn't really touch on, is kind of oblivious. But once they become aware of something, it is very important. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely your friend. I can see that. Yeah, that's such. That's her all over. A classic example is when we would have been. No, it would have been older than fifteen. It would have been like sixteen or seventeen. And we're trying to get our first job that isn't like you know at Pizza Hut or a paper round, like a like a proper job where we have to go into an office and be people. Mm. And somehow she had lived yeah. her entire life never realizing that there was any sort of sexism in the fashion industry. <laughs> and then she had to go and buy clothes for work. And she's like, oh, all the women's oh. clothes have really low necklines and they're all see-through and then there's no pockets and I can't get proper work clothes that I need to look professional without looking sloppy. And I'm like, how have you lived your entire life unaware of this? But it was all I heard about for months afterwards. She's like, it's not fair. <laughs> One thing that makes me think of Gryffindors when mm. I'm thinking about your Gryffindor friend is a situation where I think you two were driving in a car park and some P plater dickhead basically parked in the middle of the lane where you're driving yeah. to find car parks and parked there and got out of his car and left. And your Gryffindor friend was like, what an asshole. I'm going to go steal his P plates. <laughs> and she got out of the car and took his P plates. <laughs> That's the vibe. Now it's illegal for him to drive home. <laughs> Because he doesn't have his pee plan. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Gryffindor energy. But the part of that was where she had to psych herself up to do it. She's like, okay, we're going to go in and if we come out and he's still there, I'm going to steal the pee plates. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, because then she has to do it. Just said it. Yeah. <laughs> Setting herself a challenge. And then we came back and the car was still there. And she's like, I'm doing it. I'm taking the pee plates. Get in and start the car. And then I'll get in once I've got the plane. <laughs> Like it was a heist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gryffindor friends are good. A good content. Yeah, they're lots of fun. Yeah, <laughs> always up for a challenge. Always up for adventure. Always motivating you. Gryffindor friends are good. What do they like as lovers? Do you reckon any of y'all have ever dated the Gryffindor? <laughs> as much as I want to keep the running joke that, like, you know, all of my past lovers are not brave or smart or loyal or hardworking or anything like that, ambitious. Forgot one of them. Um, I actually do think I've dated Gryffindors. Mm. I'll talk about one in specific. So I had a Gryffindor girlfriend in high school oh, yeah. for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about some of her traits. She was so fierce. She just 
wouldn't let anything stop her at any time. Mm. And she was completely unashamed. Like at the time, you know, we were two teenage lesbians in a very, very rural town, Mm. like in the middle of nowhere. And she was determined that whenever we were together in public, we were going to hold hands and we were going to be a couple and we were not going to let anyone look at us and think that we were friends. Mm. We were, we were dating and we were in love and she would hear no argument against it. That was very Gryffindor. But she was, she was very overbearing and impatient. Yeah. She always wanted things done her way, done like exactly how she wanted them done and was not willing to wait. But the other thing was that she wouldn't let anything be unsaid. Like if I was upset or angry and I didn't want to talk about it, that wasn't an option. We were going to talk about it. She was not going to let it go (laughs) until we talked about it. That's you, Val. (laughs) Welcome to how to expose everyone. Yeah. Those are my main traits for my Gryffindor lover. Yeah, I had some similar ones. Anyone else got points? I I don't know if I've ever dated the Gryffindor. I might have when I was like a child. But, um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) a child. Gryffindor's like outdoorsy sort of dates. It's not so much like, um, let's watch movies together it's more like let's go out and have fun like let's let's go dancing let's go let's go hiking let's, let's go, go for a picnic yeah oh sorry i've i've just i've got to interrupt something that i have to say because it's so great it's my favorite story to tell ever my first date with this gryffindor girl we went to a nudist beach <laughs> and had a picnic <laughs> And I'm not going to tell the full story because it's very inappropriate and at least one of our parents listened to this podcast, but it's a great story. And if you ever meet me in person, ask me to tell it. DM her, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's, they're super passionate people. They, oh, they, they'll leave stuff at your place a lot. Like, they'll forget things. Like, I'm just sort of yes. getting this vibe of like, oh, um, I think I left my cardigan at your place, so I left my hair tie or something like that. No chill, we've discussed this, Gryffindors have an opinion about everything and they'll stand up for it. Always up for trying something new or an adventure. Mm-hmm. Gryffindors love, like, they love a good rom-com, they love romantic gestures like serenades and they think that's real cute, I think. Is that something that you like? Yeah. Yes, I knew it! <laughs> I love romantic things. <laughs> They're huggers. I think Gryffindors have a certain kind of glamour around them, like Gryffindors are the spunky ones, they're the bad boys, they've got the, they're like the... The jocks. That, that, I don't know. I got the feeling that if Gryffindors are like in a high school like movie, they're seen as like really dateable for a certain reason in a certain clique. It's like, oh, in the art clique, it's like, oh, you know, he's like the the most arty dude. Like he's. Oh, I can't think of an art stereotype. <laughs> in the jock clique, it's like, oh, he's the captain of the football team. In the in the drama clique, it's like, oh, you know, like he's doing car commercials in Japan or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's the sort of. <laughs> They're usually like seen as really iconic in the in the culture at the time. Mm. They will call you out for your bullshit, yeah, which is good. They're loyal and defensive of their friends, family, their lovers. They're inspiring with um. They give you speeches and encouragement to like motivate you. They inspire you in their actions and their lives. They're very emotional people, which is great because that's good in a relationship to have the emotions on the table in a Gryffindor perspective. Yeah. <laughs> so, like you said, where you're a Slytherin dating a Gryffindor. Slytherins are things that, like, they keep them all inside in a little bottle and then one day they'll die. But <laughs> yeah. that's not acceptable for the Gryffindor friend or lover. They have to be like, we've got to talk about this. Open yeah. this bottle. Open the Let bottle. Let me take it. <laughs> Crack yeah. this bottle open. Crack and open a cold one. We're pouring this stuff on the floor. <laughs> we can roll around it. <laughs> uh, they can make silly or impulsive decisions sometimes, but that's fine because they've got hearts of gold. Yeah. They're doing it for the right reasons. They're funny and fun to be around and you'll never be bored. 
You'll never be bored <laughs> with a Slytherin lover or friend. Slytherin? Oh, fuck. I keep getting mixed up. <laughs> You'll never be bored with a Gryffindor lover. We're just, it's our natural Slytherin energy that's like, you don't want to talk about Gryffindors. Override, override. <laughs> I think it's just the way they Make sound. It about yourselves. <laughs> they sound similar, Slytherin and Gryffindor. And they've got some syllables. Completely different words. Weird. But I think Ariana is right. Freudian splits. Yeah. So that's what I've got. Have you got anything, Belle? Do you think you've ever dated mm. the Gryffindor? No. No? <laughs> no, I don't think so. That's fair. That's good. <laughs> it's too, too wild. I, yeah, it's, it's too chaotic. <laughs> too Gryffindor's dating. My, my, one, my one other point about Gryffindor lovers is I've known Gryffindor couples before and mm. oh my god, they're, they're insufferable. They're the worst. Two Gryffindors is too many. Oof. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Jack and they're having fun though. Oh, they're, they're having a good time. Oh, yeah. They're so in love and so overbearing. <laughs> Just so loud. <laughs> Gryffindors need to balance themselves with someone else. I don't know. I see what you mean, but it's also like Gryffindor couples can be such a powerful power couple together. Like, I think like Michelle and Barack Obama is a Gryffindor couple. Oh, nice. Yeah, I reckon they've got that energy. Mm. Don't hang around them for too long. <laughs> You get a tie. They'll, they'll exhaust you. They'll wear you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Obamas. We know them so well. <laughs> Old family friends. Oh, yeah. They're great. I wish I knew the Obamas. So lastly, what oh, are God. Gryffindors like? Everyone does. <laughs> what are Gryffindors like as enemies? This is the best. This was so much fun for me to write because <laughs> we've. I finally got to write it. They will actually fight you physically. I can definitely see that. <laughs> Out of all the houses, if you have a group of not enemy, they're the most likely to be like, all right, meet me in the fucking ring. <laughs> Let's go. Throw it out. Take it outside. Like Mr. Darcy does in every Bridget Jones movie. Step the fuck up, Kyle. What <laughs> <laughs> do you say, dude? In every like Bridget Jones movie when like Colin Firth just goes up to Hugh Grant and he's like, Alright, let's let's go outside. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> they literally fight. Yeah. That's group of no energy. God, he's great. Why and he just plants and one on Draco's face. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Talk shit, get hit. That's Gryffindor. Talk shit, get hit. That's it. <laughs> Gryffindors will stand up to you all the time if they're your enemy. Like, you see that in the books of fucking Harry and Ron. Whenever Draco says anything, they are literally on their feet about to go hit him. <laughs> or they're always, like, backlashing at him. Like, shut up, Malfoy, you're a piece of shit. Like, all the time. <laughs> yeah. You can never just, like, ignore them. Never. It's always got to be a retaliation. They'll yell at you. They'll fight you. They're likely to have friends who will hate you as well. Like, even if a friend doesn't know you that well, because the Gryffindor galvanizes the friend to be like, this person's a fucking cunt. <laughs> All the friends, you'll have to prove a few ways. Yeah. It's their team going. Sports. <laughs> they rile everything up. They're competitive and will try to beat you at anything that you, like, are good at or enjoying so you see that in the quidditch pitch all the time like <laughs> in the books it sounds terrible we'll try and beat you at anything you're enjoying what, what's this no <laughs> not no, what you meant I not, necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily like Slytherins will try and beat you at anything that you enjoy but if the Gryffindor's part of that too like if it's a sport thing if like Gryffindor team is against a team of enemies that they don't like they'll try and beat them always all the time oh yeah um, but, you know, if they're not on the, that team, then they'll just try and beat them in other areas. And you'll know if a Gryffindor hates you because they'll just tell you. They'll be like, I hate you. <laughs> That's the vibe. Yeah. No need for subtlety and games with a Gryffindor. No I don't like you. aggression. Just aggression. <laughs> just aggression. <laughs> That's that's what I had for Gryffindor enemies. Did anyone else have any thoughts? Any thoughts? Yeah, I think I think that forwardness comes from, like, if they let that anger build up, it'll just... <laughs> 
it just they just can't keep it in. It's just got to come out. If, if someone's annoying them, there's only so much a Gryffindor can take. For yeah, they just. I remember several it? moments down high school where you just like, oh yeah, if there yeah. was ever someone in our friend group that wasn't really a friend, and I knew it, I was yeah. like, this person does not. They're not here for us. <laughs> I just got feelings. I wouldn't. I'd, bring it up yeah. <laughs> the person would end up knowing that i didn't really like them yeah. and then and yeah, yeah. The, they our friend group didn't really like them either yeah did i turn everyone against them no <laughs> i was just vocal fells the mastermind behind the group <laughs> no i just yeah if no. someone's bad egg you always got you always wanna... knew yeah you knew the vibes i just remember one time i showed up at science class and i was crying for some reason i don't remember why i was crying it was just a bad day or something like that something bad happened to me oh. I was really upset and the, the teacher tried to sort of like bring it up and expose it to the class that I was crying and you just turned to her and went, none of your business, leave her alone. Like, Oh my God, you, I forgot that. Yeah, we instantly were like, it's none of your business to a teacher. Is that science? Yeah, a teacher that you were like kind of like you liked and you wanted the respect of because you were doing science, like it was one of your favorite subjects and you were instantly just like on my side, just like, fuck this teacher. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I love that you remember that. I, I remember a lot of things you've done for me. <laughs> Always got my back. Oh, that's so cute. Also, I love that you're willing to fight a teacher. <laughs> Just attacked a teacher. <laughs> that was good. It was good content. Because I was sitting at the back of class and so no one could really see me except for the teacher. And he decided to try and expose me to the entire class by being like, oh, why are you crying, Jem? And you just went off. Oh, that's just dick move, teacher. <laughs> Grand mad gears. <laughs> that's that's what I had written down about Gryffindors, and then I've just got some examples from pop culture in real life. But mm. if you guys had anything else you want to say, yeah, about Gryffindors, all I really had for a Gryffindor enemy is like if you picture any typical like high school bully like shoving nerds in lockers that that's got gryffindor energy to me that's jock energy what's that fucking what's that awful singing show glee in glee anyone who's like (laughs) throwing a big milkshake onto the nerds like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like gryffindor's made up nerds like the word they do (laughs) such a nerd nerd alert oh yeah that's an unfortunate side that comes with it yeah any sort of maybe like back to the future like being like oh you wrote mcfly and knock him on the head like oh, that's just, that's yeah. bad gryffindor like, energy. Fed energy yeah <laughs> i can see where the dumb ass side comes in mm. it's just that jock jock energy yeah because yeah. they're so loud and so vocal <laughs> in what they're thinking it's like i don't like this person just, <laughs> they're wrong they shouldn't be doing yeah. that yeah <laughs> But also, when you said, like, meet me in the rink, all I can think of is, like, so say you got into an argument with someone at Macca's, <laughs> and they're like, let's go into the, let's go into the car park and fight. Macca's car park. This is what it's like in Australia. <laughs> like, fighting in a Macca's car park. But also, they're the sort of person who's like, okay, let's fight, and then they show up in a truck with, like, all their cousins, and they've got bats. <laughs> That feels Gryffindor to me. <laughs> they'll like show up to the fight and they'll take their shirt off and like throw it to the side. <laughs> it's all visual. It's all visual. <laughs> you psych them out before you even begin. <laughs> Posturing. <laughs> what was it? Like, was it you and Sarah? No, it was Sarah and Josh. 
like last night, we're doing that sibling game where you hold your hands out and slap. Oh, slapping it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was that you and Sarah that started it? Oh, yeah. No, we started doing a hand. The game of hitting your friends. <laughs> yeah, where it's like you hold your like hands in a prayer position and if you flinch, you get slapped. Although, like, although along those same lines, my brother and I used to play this game when we were younger. <laughs> where we'd like hit each other's fists. It was just this wild idea we got from Knuckles. a movie or something. Yeah, and we're like the first one to draw blood. <laughs> We stopped because we were like, oh, my, okay. my fists hurt. But yeah, that's just the more, more hardcore version of that. Oh, I just remembered something so Gryffindor that we used to do. Okay, so our listeners won't know this, but you guys both went to the same high school as me. Do you remember the upper tier of classrooms mm. and they had those the big barriers so you didn't fall to your death from the second story? Yeah. yeah. And they were painted dark yeah. blue? Yeah. 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 So in summer, we used to go there and we used to press the inside of our arms against the searing hot metal <laughs> and hold them there and see who could stand the terrible burning pain for the longest. And this was a game that was invented by my Gryffindor friend. Oh, God. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> that was a fun way to pass the time while we waited for the teacher to show up to class. <laughs> That just makes me think of my virgin and to get into Dauntless you've gotta do crazy shit that yeah. just hurts. You've gotta like jump off a building onto like yeah. a yeah. jump onto a moving train. It makes me think of stories that you told me about you and your brothers when you were younger. Like one where your brother like walked into your room, your little brother, and was like, Hey, Belle, come on out, I've got a s I've got something to show you and you walk out into the hallway and there's a mattress <laughs> and they like crash tackle you and fart on you or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's people I know that are Gryffindors. Your brother, my brother. God, are you kidding? What's happening? Oh, well, they're a weird mix. I'd say, actually, I'd say my middle brother is a Slytherin. Oh yeah, Slytherin or Ravenclaw. But like, when he hangs around me, he turns. Into <laughs> I bring out the qualities in people. You do, yeah. <laughs> like, the other like, night, <laughs> your Gryffindor energy overrides the friend group. <laughs> like when. <laughs> the other night we were driving into our like oh, home and you started singing what was the song that, like... uh, by body rocket <laughs> you moved no 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 and that started everyone on just an energy hype it was like we all had mass hysteria <laughs> like we were doing like parkour in the car park and they're like we've got to go we've got to go run we've got to go we ran into the darkness <laughs> She went into a dark park. And walked around. We were going to call it a night, but just you singing that song started the energy. Well, when we went for a walk in a tornado warning. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We, it was a storm warning. It was me, Sarah, and Belle. I wanted donuts. <laughs> yeah. It was a storm warning, like a critical storm warning. And Belle's like, let's go out for a walk. And so she convinced the two of us, Hufflepuff and the Slytherin, to go out into the storm warning in the rain. It like was a, literally a tornado. It was warning. a tornado. It was terrifying. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we got to this metal bridge, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, day to run across it. Because <laughs> that was massive strikes of lightning. Yeah, it was lightning in the sky and stuff. And I did run across it because I always, I always follow a dare. I don't, I don't step down to a dare. I think that's a slithering thing too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Slytherin's got to prove himself. That is true. I see that too. Yeah. <laughs> but Huff Huff didn't do it. <laughs> that makes sense. That's the fucking the midnight duel from the first Harry Potter book. Let's let's go to the trophy room and fight. 
so yeah, that's that's all I gotta say. Do you guys have anything else you want to say? Nah, just the fictional characters. <laughs> okay. So the list I had was um Peter Pevensey from Narnia. <laughs> yeah, I remember you were saying you hated him. I hate him. <laughs> I don't, he's got other traits too, I feel. What other traits? No, it's very different. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. Did you Did you have Lucy from Ooh, Narnia? I thought she was a Gryffindor. I she's saw that. No, I also can see that because she's adventurous. She, yeah. I think that she has more hope. Like the reason that she is always believing in Narnia and trying to go there is more out of hope and like wonder than I want to go fight and have an adventure and explore. Yeah. She wants to keep believing. I can definitely see the Hufflepuff energy. Like she makes friends with Mr. Tumnus and she has this healing yeah. power and she's all cute and good. But just imagine Harry Potter, age 11, finds a magic world in the back of his cupboard. Like, I can't see it as different energy from what Lucy has, where he's just like, I'm going to go fuck here and have friends and this is awesome. And it's just got real Gryffindor vibes to me. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a good combination of the two. Yeah, I can see it either way. Mm. I also had Steve Rogers, Captain America, basically. (laughs) Yep. Classic Gryffindor. Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones. Mm. Uh, Jon Snow from Game of Thrones as well. Mm -hmm. I had Lisa Simpson from The Simpsons. I think she's a Gryffindor. Yeah, I think she's like a Hermione, where people would think she's a Ravenclaw, but no, she's stubborn. She's such a Hermione. She's got heart. She's she's always going for what's good. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. Yes. I'm pretty sure I had her too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Eowyn from Lord of the Rings, along with Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I don't know. I was trying to think yeah. of other characters that could be Gryffindors. Maybe Gimli, but I'm not quite sure. I had the holy trinity in Disney princesses of Moana, Mulan, and Merida. <laughs> Those Gryffindors. Mulan. Oh, best girls. Best girls. Strong. <laughs> Strong girls. Mm. Katara from Avatar The Last Airbender alongside Zuko as Gryffindors. I can see it. Yep. Yeah. Tris Pryor from Divergent. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Brought up Divergent a lot. Yeah, there she is. Leslie Nope. Are we, not- <gasps> we decided Leslie Nope was Hufflepuff last episode, didn't we? Yeah. Mm. I think she's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. I, there's a strong argument for Gryffindor, though, so I can see it. Yeah. Uh, Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Especially Princess Leia. Especially, Especially Princess Luke Leia. Skywalker as well. Yeah. Both of them. Both of them. Mm. Darth Vader as well. I had for Gryffindor. I think he's a Gryffindor. Because I don't think he was ever trying to get power. He was just sort of like following orders and very angry. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> That's sort of the vibe I got. He's definitely got that reckless, brave energy. Yeah, Kylo Ren seems to want to get power, but he also just seems to be doing it because he thinks that that's what he should be doing. I'm not quite sure about Kylo Ren. There's a lot of confliction in both of those characters. Mm. I feel like there's this weird Mm. fight between... Good and evil. Yeah. In both of them. Yep, that's pretty much the premise of Star Wars. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Struggle between the light and the dark. I just got good advice from both of them because they're both like, they're very, they act on emotion a lot. They they don't re- like they do if they're going out for power it's not for like because they want control it's more for glory I don't know maybe I'm just getting that characters I'm wrong I'm seeing what you're saying yeah it's, it's yeah finally like a good example of a bad Gryffindor I definitely say I I definitely think Darth Vader is more of a Gryffindor than Kylo Ren is but that's just my well the whole not to get too deep into Star Wars but the whole dark side of the Force is all about emotion and passion and not being patient. Right, that's why I'm thinking this. Yeah, it's yeah. it's wildness and recklessness and doing whatever you want because it's what you want to do and you're the most powerful and you've got the force and 
blah 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 so there is a lot of gryffindor energy in that and i can see it definitely in darth vader and in kylo ren yeah but you're right kylo's got a little bit more of the manipulative i want to rule the first order blah 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 especially in the last jedi Furiosa from Mad Max Fury Road. Yes! Queen! I love her! <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> She's the best. I also had John Watson from Sherlock BBC. Mm-hmm. I think he's got Gryffindor energy. Yeah, that's When he's good. all, like, abandoning his cane and he just, like, he gets off and just having friends that take him on adventures, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had Scout from To Kill a Mockingbird because she's so brave and courageous and just... Oh, that takes me back. She has such a vivid imagination and adventure and she has such strong empathy for the people around her and just... I love that. Mm. I love yeah. Mm. yeah. You haven't read To Kill a Mockingbird, Rhea, and I hate you for it. Yep, I know. <laughs> Every time <laughs> and to, kill, weird, like, to Kill a Mockingbird mm. gets mentioned, you get angry at me. <laughs> do you have any uh, characters, Belle, or any I do. People? I had Joe March from Little Women. Oh, Don't you know. love Little Women? <laughs> I do love Little Women. That sounds really bad. <laughs> um, no, Joe, she's kind of epitome of Gryffindor. She's very headstrong and craves that adventure and stands up for what she believes in. Also, another one I had, which is a bit controversial, Mm. is the Doctor. I know oftentimes he gets picked as Ravenclaw, but because he regenerates, he changes a little bit of each one. He does. And I think, I had a look around and I've seen there is a lot of different Mm. thoughts on this. In particular, number nine. Eccleston. I was about yeah. to say. Yeah. He's very Gryffindor because <laughs> yeah. he wants to fight things he does. all the time. <laughs> but he, then he chooses. I remember the episode I think about the most is when he chooses to not destroy the Daleks. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. I choose to be a coward at any time. But he really means he's choosing the right thing. Yeah. He's I, got I like that, that. that obsession with doing good and wanting to rid mm. the world of bad things. But he also has that anger from yeah. all the pain that's happening in his and life. And then you get to number ten. And he becomes more Slytherin. He, he becomes does. more like mixed between Slytherin and Ravenclaw. Yeah, but and I then think... eleven goes back to sort of Gryffindor. I think ten's more Ravenclaw and eleven's more Slytherin. Oh yeah, yes, eleven Slytherin. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He's very like, woo, genocide. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it, baby. I know the law. <laughs> yeah, nine I can see as Gryffindor a lot. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that interpretation. I think nine's definitely Gryffindor. And then the others, I had the same as you, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Rhea? Well, you ha- you went through a lot of my characters. I kind of struggled with Gryffindor characters. Just look at the main character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably Gryffindor. It's a bit redundant to be like, you know, Captain America, think of any movie with any character that's a bit like Captain America, and that's Gryffindor. <laughs> so you went through a lot of mine. I also had... Mr. Incredible. Yeah, Mr. Incredible. I still got to He's the one we brought up. Um, I had Batman because I love Batman so much. Oh, I love yeah. Batman. Batman is, he's so, he's such a Gryffindor because he's so stubborn. He's like, I'm going to fight all crime forever. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's so angry, but he just like. He's so angry. What he's do you think, therapy. Do you think, um, Spider-Man would fit into? I think he's a Hufflepuff, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah. He's like, come on, Spider-Man. And he does it for the little guy. He does it for the people. He's yeah. good-hearted. A friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He works so hard all the time. Yeah. Like, he wears himself out because he's working so hard, I think. Aww. And they line up the cranes for him in Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, my heart. Yeah, that moment that had me actually crying. <laughs> Literally crying in the cinema. But I don't know. He's one of those that could go into three of the houses quite strongly, but I, I always put him in Hufflepuff in my, mm. in my mind. I think for Batman, people, you could argue Ravenclaw or Slytherin, especially with the world's greatest detective angle. But for me, it's the mm. absolute uncompromising 
there is a right way to do things and it's my way and that's what we're going to do. And I will not kill anyone, even though that causes so many problems. <laughs> that's Gryffindor for me. <laughs> and I also had yeah. uh, Ripley yeah. from the Alien series, who's so brave and I love her. Excellent. Yeah. Good choice. She's so brave and ready to fight anyone. Yes. <laughs> and Sarah Connor from Terminator, who has identical energy, but also with a strong protective streak. Oh, strong big mob energy. Although I suppose Ripley has that in Aliens. Because the last night you wore a scarf yeah. like, had very Sarah Connor vibes. <laughs> yeah, you were wearing a scarf. I'm like, that's very Sarah Connor of you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain it, listeners. <laughs> Sarah Connor, fashion icon. <laughs> I think it was because the same color as the shirt that she wears in Terminator 1. I was like, yeah, Sarah Connor. <laughs> yeah, she has that big mom energy. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, Ripley and Sarah Connor have like really similar energy and I'm only realizing that now as I say it out loud. Yeah. They're both great and I love them. I love them so much. Icons. Um, and the only other character I had, this might be a bit more niche, but Magnus Burnsides from The Adventure Zone. Because I just finished listening to The Adventure Zone and I've been crying for three straight days. I haven't Aww. listened to this, so I don't know. Not joking. I keep fucking tearing up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's all. I'm having a rough time, guys. But that's all. I just have a lot of emotions right now. Okay. Just got a lot of feelings. Right, Gryffindor. <laughs> she's converting us. <laughs> it's her energy. She's taking over the podcast. <laughs> Quick end <laughs> Um I've been Jeb and I love my Gryffindor son. <laughs> no. I love my Gryffindor best friend, sister, role model. Aww. I've been Belle and I've loved coming on here and seeing all the different opinions on Gryffindor. <laughs> I've been Rhea, and I have the least Gryffindor energy, but I respect the hell out of that Gryffindor energy. Nice. Belle, do you have anything that you want to plug at the end of the show? Josh and dogs. Josh and dogs. Yeah. Check him out, listeners. Check him out. Google dogs, and then dogs. go to images. <laughs> Don't Google Josh, though. You'll get unwanted. No. Um, yeah, other lesser Josh's. Josh's podcast. Yeah. Josh's yeah. podcast, Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. As part of that's not canon productions. <laughs> Alright, I'll I'll wrap it up there. Okay. Or shall we say, see ya, bye, cool. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> Just like it at the end of every episode. <laughs> see ya. Thanks for listening to Podcast Nine and Three Quarters. This show is written and edited by Ria and Jem. You can send us an email at nine and three quarters podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram at podcast nine and three quarters. Or talk to us separately on Twitter. Rhea is at SmashMouthRhea and Jem is at Jem underscore JustGem. Please feel free to send theories or ask questions and bombard us with so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the sea just to avoid them. Our guest this episode was Jem's friend Belle. Thanks for coming on the show, Belle. You are great and we both love you. Our logo art is by Winged Corgi. Find more of her art at wingedcorgi.tumblr.com. This week's intro music was Leaving Hogwarts by John Williams, and our outro music was Hedwig's Theme by John Williams. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.